Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo! <laughs> like egg salad <laughs> i won't i won't apologize and i don't know who cares it's like that meme you think egg salad is good i do and i'm tired of pretending it's not <laughs> oh i love it as if it's some controversial opinion people like egg salad yeah I, speaking of I don't people know. liking things peaking liking <laughs> peaking liking things oh i just had a stroke <laughs> speaking of people liking things uh-huh we're talking about Wreck? Wreck? Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know it's short for record. Mm-hmm. I know that. <laughs> but I was like, how do you say it? <laughs> okay. How else would you say it, actually? Reek. There's no other word. Wreck is the record. only one that makes sense. <laughs> record. Record. <laughs> My nickname as a baby. I know. Nicola. <laughs> makes me cackle. It's so funny. Every time people say it, I'm like, me? Ma? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I don't have a lot of fun facts. Yeah. I'm sorry. We talked about this a little bit. It was, I don't know, slightly hard to find. And I was like, rude. Speaking of hard to find. Oh my God. I just want to apologize now. We are watching the dubbed version, which is not a, by choice. <laughs> we searched and searched and searched. Looked, and by we, I mean Kate. I looked for hours. Kate looked for hours. We even, like, Kate even, like, called stores. Like, called do you have the stores. DVD? Do you, does anyone have the DVD? And no one had the DVD for some reason, the dubbed version is the one that is available. Mm-hmm. It is not great. No. The dubbing is not very the good. The bad. So, like, take this episode with a grain of salt on my opinions about it, because a lot of it comes from the dubbing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we didn't want to watch a version that, like, people couldn't easily get a, ha- uh, a hold of, because, like, I don't know, feels unfair to be like, hey, guys, watch this movie. Here's all the steps to get to the, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... Unfortunately, we are watching the dub version for this one, which sucks because this is supposed to be our foreign week of like foreign language films. So like yeah. really upsetting that the, and this is also our patron pick. I know. Sorry, patrons. I We really just, I didn't think it'd be that hard. We hadn't had a single problem with no. any movie. Like we've done over 50 episodes mm-hmm. and the hardest one to find was Pontypool. Yeah. And Mothman Prophecies. And that was it. And we haven't had any trouble with ones where like there's been a remake. Mm-hmm. We haven't had trouble with like foreign language films. Like we did not anticipate not being able to find the original version. No. I really hadn't come across that. Really thought that we would just have the option. Yeah. I thought it would Most be like, do. Yes. Usually it is like, yes, there's a dub version, but you can watch the original. I would have bought it. Yeah. If it was one that like you had to buy, I, I would have just bought it. But the unfortunately. <laughs> only way to get the original language version is to buy the DVD. But unless you can like actually see the one you're buying, like... Mm-hmm. There was an option for us to get it through one of the local bookstores, mm-hmm. but it would have had to be mailed from out of district, so it would have taken a week, and we wouldn't know if it was the dubbed version or not. So, like, oh that would be us getting a copy on it a week after the episode and is then out, and then it might be Still dubbed. just being the same one. Yeah. <laughs> so, all that to say, we're very sorry. Yeah. Very sorry that we had to watch the dubbed version, but our plan is to watch the original language, like, the actual... The, the version with the original language yes. that it's supposed to be in. We're going to watch that eventually. Oh, God, yeah. Just because I want to see it. Because the dubbed really... But, but I got some facts. So I'll go give you my facts. The movie is a 2001... Or 2007, sorry. Spanish found footage film. 
Unless you can't find it in Spanish. <laughs> Still mad. Uh, it was co-written and directed by oh, the director's name. I looked it up. I can say his last name. Huh? Ame? No. Hum. Home? Home. Yeah, that's Hum. it. I see. looked it up and I was like, I know how to say this, but I can't remember how to say the first one. Okay. Yeah. So Home, it's uh, Balaguero. I looked it up and made sure that I was right on that. So I knew yeah. Balaguero. Um, also made The Nameless. Rec 2 and Rec 4. Not Rec 3. He said fuck Rec 3. Right? He's like, ah, I'm not in it. Uh, Sleep Tight, Muse, The Vault, and Venus. Not ones I know, but they are... uh, Apparently, he's known specifically for horror films, so Mm. I'm going to guess that most of those are horror films. The Muse Um, death is, because I saw, like... Yeah, yeah. I looked that... I I saw that one. (laughs) Um, So, it was written by, obviously, him, and then it was co-written by Paco Plaza, who also did Veronica. Did you ever see that one? No, I've been meaning to watch it, though. I like Veronica. It's not okay. like anything super wild and amazing, but I like it. Everyone was losing their mind when it came out. They were like, this is the scariest movie of yeah. all time. And I was like, is it though? People are going wild. I don't think it's the scariest, but I definitely think it's cool. There's some really cool camera shots in it that I think are interesting. Okay. So I think it's worth a watch. So good job, Paco Plaza. Uh, it was also co-written by Luis A. Bordejo. Also made Quarantine. So he wrote the American version. Yep. Um which, there you go. If you didn't know, there's an American version of this called Quarantine. And what did you say earlier? You said that the people who distributed that own the rights to this one? Yeah, I think the English dubbed version was distributed by the same people that remade it into Quarantine. And yeah. I think that's the reason why you can't fucking stream the original language version in the United States. And you also so can't annoying. do it if you use a VPN in Spain. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Interesting. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder if that's why. But whatever. Uh, cinematography was Pablo Rosso, also made, made Rec 3, Cold Winter Sun, and Mientras Duermes. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I, I don't know if he only does like horror films because it looked like Cold Winter Sun was like not, it looked like it was almost like a romance or something. Hmm. Um, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, no music to speak of because there is no music in this. <laughs> so... Whoever did the sound, good job, though. Not until the credits when that, right. like, jarring song plays. And it's like, excuse me? Okay, I will tell you, though. As soon as it ended, I went, you know there's, like, a 2000s rock song coming. And mm-hmm. it did. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so the budget was $2 million, which, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, do you want to know how much it made? I think this would be worldwide. $5 million. 32.5 million. Why am I always so wrong? In, okay, but in your defense on this one, I was not expecting that high of a number at yeah. all. I was expecting like five or six million because I don't know. I didn't I didn't know this was like such a big thing. And I don't know if this is worldwide like theatrical release mm-hmm. or if this is, I tried to look it up. Yeah. And it just kept saying worldwide. Yeah. So. I think I guess so low because one of the interviews that I read, um, they asked, like, oh, do you think this is, like, a renaissance in Spanish horror film? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, like, two or three come out a year. Like, I just, you know, we're doing just, it. I'm just making goes. them. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, but apparently, I don't know. Whatever is going on, people really like it. Yeah. And, you know, I get it. So, and, and then my, my two very sad little facts, because I could not find, I, I just, I told Kate this in the beginning, that I try to specifically only do facts about, like, the production and how it was made. Mm-hmm. So that way I don't ruin anything for myself based on, like, Nerd Corner, mm-hmm. since I don't know what it'll be about. But this one had nothing. It was just like, nope. <laughs> so I was like, I'll write down the two tiny things that I have. Amazing. Most of the filming took place in Barcelona. There you go. <laughs> I was like, Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. 
So yeah, it took place in Barcelona. Most of it, the principal filming that's where it took place. Yeah. Um, and then my last fun fact. Uh, so this movie actually made it to spot 54 on a list of 100 best horror films. Yeah, it's on. It's included on a lot of lists. Yeah. So I was like. It, the longest thing on the page that I, I was looking at was just awards. This movie has so many awards. It's it just like a lot of film festivals, um, a lot for like acting, um, a lot for like screenplay and stuff. So a good film. Yeah. So. Uh, this was made like, I think I mentioned this a little bit before we recorded, mm-hmm. but this was very much Blair Witch style filming. Yes. Where they did not tell the actors what was going to happen. <laughs> and they just gave them a very loose outline of events. Really? And they didn't script it. They oh, wanted so cool. it to be, like, I have a quote from Were the they at least treated better, though? <laughs> Good question. Uh, let's see. So, so we wanted to shoot the movie in the most organic, incredible way. The actors never got the complete script. Just a few pages with the general story. No dialogue at all. That's why we needed to shoot chronologically. They were discovering all the details of the story while we were shooting, reacting spontaneously to all new events. In some way, the movie was growing by itself. We needed just to control it. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that they shot it chronologically. Mm-hmm. That's... I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like that's not a super common thing to do unless you're doing something like this. But I don't know. That's neat. Yeah. And like they were surprised with uh, Nina Medeiros. Mm-hmm. They didn't know there was going to be a creature in the attic. Oh, if I no, uh-uh. if that had happened to me, <laughs> yep. pissed my fan. Yeah. So they were like they were <laughs> extremely tired every day running up and down without stopping. The last scene in pitch black with the creature was really scary for Manuela and the cameraman because before that moment, they didn't know about her. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> did they ever see this poor man just in costume like hitting <laughs> looking <things>. at them <laughs> and the funny thing is that he had a real hammer in rec one and he Stop. was actually hitting the wall and stuff with the hammer and so whenever he had a real hammer people like gave him distance right but at one point because like it was dark mm-hmm. you could barely see anything he hit something that was apparently important some wiring and he said no. everyone's faces were white because like they had to fix it and so like they jumped in and like fixed the wiring on set or something oh my god this yeah. poor man was just like they gave me a hammer what was i supposed to do <laughs> before he got there they had told him he was going to be an elderly priest like an old evil priest and then he's like yeah all right he, like got there and they're like by the way a minor change <laughs> you'll be a decrepit old woman <laughs> gonna be a little attic woman with a hammer and he uh-huh. was like all right fair yeah. <laughs> i love the idea of them hiding him away to be like no one look at him it's a surprise yeah he did have a really cool, like, everything I read about Javier Bote, he's I just great. get, he's amazing. And he mentioned, like, when he was, at the very last minute, given, like, the idea for who his character was, being shut in the dark alone mm-hmm. for years right. and decades, he was like, how would you walk if you had never been, like, among society, if you had yeah. never seen other humans, if you had never done Ugh. this? And so, like, he affected, like, he kind of chose affectations mm-hmm. based on what he thought it would be. That's interesting. And then he later saw... A documentary about like a 12 year old girl mm-hmm. that was like kind of like a feral child yeah but i think like she had been horrifically abused and like right. hadn't been around other humans until she was like in her early teens and it, she walked very much the way that he so he was like my he's like i nailed correct. Like, <laughs> he was like i'm talented <laughs> like wow <laughs> yeah and he said it was very gratifying to like see that it actually aligned with the reality of it that is interesting yeah. that's yeah. wild yeah oh, i can't oh, i can't wait to watch this movie again yeah. and it's actual language that yeah. it's supposed to be the way it's meant to be because i can't wait to talk about it we'll talk about it i have lots of notes um and i'll just try to sum it up oh boy <laughs> um a woman working for a late night tv show um gets some very wild footage yes 
Very good. Pithy. Yes. <laughs> Pithy. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And then they die. And then they all die. <laughs> I try to give it like a little like, ooh, what's going to happen? And then you read it and it's like, everything is yeah. laid out. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, yep. right, fuck off. So I'm trying to be secretive. I appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. You want mystery. You want one sentence. I'm giving you, I give you sometimes like three or four. Yeah. Last week's was, I don't want to talk about last week's. Did a number on his part. <laughs> Oh, it was so bad. I like how I said, I'm going to start over. And you went, you're allowed to start over? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes, can yes. we do this? <laughs> I make the rules. <laughs> Get in your lane. Get in your lane. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Give me the real one. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, of course. A reporter and her cameraman record the horrifying outbreak of a disease that turns humans into vicious cannibals. Come on. I leave know. something to the imagination, Rotten Tomatoes. They do leave out the whole Catholicism possession bit. They do. That's true. Which I think it would have been very bad form to put that in the synopsis because right? that's the last like 15 minutes of the movie. I know. I remember getting to that part and going, oh, like, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was, one of my notes is literally, ah, classic zombie. And then we get to that. I went, mm, I take mm. it back. <laughs> I was like, you surprised me. Potentially less classic than I thought. I need to ask you a part when we get yeah. to the end, but maybe we can talk. I guess I can ask now. But like, how, how does that actually tie into the zombie like to the woman like i think i missed how that person in the attic ties into like the how it all started like yeah i don't know if we have like a totally clear answer but mm -hmm. nina medeiros was um the young girl that the catholic church is like exorcism yeah and he was like okay well i'm just gonna keep her in the attic right so she can't like she can't get anywhere but based on his recordings, he realized that it was contagious. And oh, okay. uh, I don't know how it got from her to the dog. Cause it, yeah, because it was the dog. Okay. Yeah. But it like was first the little girl and the dog, dog first. But it could be like, I think that the little girl got it from the dog because like the dog probably licked her face or something. They did say something about it. Like yeah, they were like, oh, the dog, saliva, the yeah. dog. They kept mentioning it. So it must and have been. And it's like the... <sighs> The amount of time it takes to exhibit the symptoms and, like, fully turn or whatever mm-hmm. does vary by blood type. And so it's right. possible that she had a slower blood type. But I think right. it's much more likely the dog was the first mm-hmm. carrier and then she got it from the dog. But I don't know if we actually get a link okay. from the attic to the dog. Okay. I just want to make sure I didn't miss something no. wild. Because I was like, I understood it. I was like, this is super cool. But I was like, how did it get to the woman, like, that they first are called for? And then how does it get to the dog? And the so I was like... What happened? <laughs> but I guess it makes sense if it was the dog. It could be airborne. Yeah, well, they said saliva. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely for it to be. They just kept saying saliva. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was you're just right, something I missed. Right. No. I just couldn't remember how it got to that woman that they're there to get to first. Yeah. I'm. It got to her through the Colombian girl, I think. Okay, okay. And then it, little kids are just fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or like maybe the dog like licked their face or well, something. Well, kids lick everything. Dogs lick everything. Dogs lick everything. We'll just take, we'll just say that's why. Anything dogs don't lick, kids do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they have a, it's like Lion King, you know? <laughs> Anything I don't lick is yours. Like, it's fine. <laughs> My tongue does not touch. <laughs> <laughs> Will be yours. <laughs> okay, okay. So that makes sense then. I just yeah. wanted to make sure because I thought it was really cool, but you I was also like, it. how? <laughs> I was like, someone tell me. All right. I think that's actually a part that they build on in the rest of the films. Yeah. It's like they kind of that would make sense. fill in some of the holes. Because I know that the second one is takes place like directly after everything that happened in yeah. this one. Which would be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So, I have no idea what you're going to cover. You talked about so many things. And I was yep. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Okay. When I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for Nerd Corner, I, of course, thought about looking into politics and disease, public mistrust, and attempts by governing bodies to hide inconvenient mm-hmm. truths, like deadly outbreaks that it's their fault, uh, and also just, like, zombies in general. Right. But we've already covered a lot of that, yeah. and I also don't know shit about Spain's politics, and I did not want to make sweeping generalizations. Right. I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, I wanted to save most of my zombie content for Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, yeah, I forgot we're going to be doing that. Um, we don't have a plan to do it, but I no, just know that but... eventually, like, I want to save it. Right. Build to it. Uh, and then as I talked through the film with one of our friends, mm-hmm. I kept coming back to one particular aspect of this film. So something that surprised me while watching, mm-hmm. it made me think for a while after, there is never a mention of when the footage is found. Typically, oh. found footage is something, like... Someone stumbles across the tapes mm-hmm. and there is usually at the beginning, like the following events are recovered from tapes found yeah. in the middle of the forest. In Hell House LLC, the tapes are delivered to the investigating officers. Right. In Cloverfield, the camera's found in the park. In Blair Witch, I think they find it. They like, find it in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And they were looking for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is no mention of who found the tapes, when or oh, where. Yeah. So we don't know if it's actually been found Mm -hmm. so this combined with an effect later in the movie made me think that it's not actually found footage but more appropriate to say it's diegetic camera point of view yeah so it's almost like we're seeing it as it is happening but like from the camera that's so neat (laughs) i got so excited this is cool (laughs) we briefly talked about like diegetic point of view with hell house lc uh when we talked about like diegetic and non-diegetic sound and also talked about the like perspective that found footage isn't a subgenre, mm-hmm. but a narrative or framing technique. Yeah. Uh, and it's like less about the content and more about the stylistic elements and limitations mm-hmm. of having found footage. Right. So as a refresher for anyone that maybe hasn't listened to that or <laughs> forgot, because it's, it's like a year ago. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dang. That was our tenth episode. Yeah. So yeah. A while. So as a refresher, diegetic is occurring within the narrative in the action. Non-diegetic is outside of the narrative. So a dramatic classical score behind an epic slow-mo would be non-diegetic unless there is a boombox sitting in the frame playing the music at the same speed as the action. Right. If we have a character carrying a boombox down the street listening to Missy Elliott, that is diegetic. Mm -hmm. There can also be trans-diegetic, in which we see, like, in opening sequences, where the song over the opening credits becomes part of the diegesis. Mm -hmm. Where it's like you're listening to Perfect Day over the score, and then the character is listening to it in their headphones. Right, and they take them off. Yeah. Okay. So as we discussed, sound is not the only element that can be diegetic in film. We discussed how in found footage style films, the camera itself is part of the narrative world. I found a very academic languagey article mm-hmm. on uh, whether the camera can be considered an actor and like what oh. qualifies as an actor. Right. And it's more focused on the definitions and like justifying the argument that I diegetic camera can be considered an actor Mm -hmm. but it brings up relevant points about cameras and found footage films first off in this article they use the terms intradiegetic and extradiegetic oh as far as i can tell intradiegetic just means it's diegetic because intra is within the narrative world Mm -hmm. and extradiegetic is non-diegetic because extra is outside of the narrative world so i think it's just a different way of saying diegetic and non-diegetic right as far as I can Which tell. Which is different. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. So I was like, intro and extra can be like confusing. So I was like, I'll just head it off of the pass because right. I hate those. Okay. Direct quote. And you were like looking up names how to pronounce. I had to, f- I had three tabs of Norwegian pronunciation open so that I could get oh, this per- no. this author's name. Oh, Norwegian is hard. Hetel Rydia. It's spelled K-J-E-T-I-L 
R O with the line through it, D J E. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the name. I'm just laughing at me attempting to. Say, I'd be like, uh, I was like, Kettle. Nope. It's like the the C H and ich in German, mm-hmm. or like the X in Mexico. Oh, yeah. So okay. like the K J is uh, and then Kettle, okay. and then the um. R is just normal, but yeah. the O with the line through is like, uh, uh. <laughs> and then uh, the J- DJE is like, yeah, yeah. Okay. As far as I, like, I, I mean, it sounds, you said it and I was like, I believe that. I worked it, really hard. I, I know. I'm so upset because I did look up how yeah. to say the director's name like four times. I listened to it a bunch of times. And as soon as I got here, I went, I, I, I forgot. No, I wrote it out phonetically in my notes. Like, I put right after my citation how to say it out loud because I will forget. I know. I should have done that. I totally forgot. Yeah. So, sorry about that. So, in Radia's article, (laughs) they say, as argued by David Boardwell, found or discovered, to use Boardwell's preferred term, found footage horror is a formal experiment whereby filmmakers push towards stylistic innovations through working within self-imposed limitations. Mm -hmm. Given the rigid constraints of found footage format and the very low budget common to these productions, the film's style becomes their main source of attraction and their key mode for generating audience suspense and terror. The style's most central characteristic is the explicit foregrounding of the diegetic camera's presence. Uh, By the term intradiegetic cameras, I refer to cameras that appear both as a recording source of the imagery and as a physical presence within the diegetic universe Mm -hmm. depicted by the same imagery. So in this regard, cameras are not just passive passive observers, but become key participants in the film's diegesis. Uh, Javier Reyes identifies the camera in found footage horror as a character in the film. He sees this as a limitation that poses challenges in terms of justifying the role of the camera in the narrative. So cool. So that's Rudya. Yeah. Uh, he, or they, I don't know their gender. Right. <laughs> they also contend, quote, while human characters and individual entities making up the camera assemblages are disposable, the recording is not. Found footage horror crucially hinges upon the survival of the footage. Mm-hmm. So we cover the fact that we don't actually know if this is found. With this in mind, I want to now think about a very specific moment in this film. Yeah. The rewind. Yes. So... When Angela, Pablo, Manu, and the cop are upstairs, I don't remember the cops' names. I just, like, I know everyone else's names for the most part. I'm just, like, the cop. Uh, <laughs> young cop, dead cop, old cop, blue cop. <laughs> hey, <woo. laughs> uh, so when they're upstairs in the older woman's apartment for the second time, yes. you see someone careen down the hallway, bouncing off of walls before collapsing, apparently dead. We then see the older woman looming at the end of the hall, growling. She ignores the demands from the officers and runs at them. Uh, the officer shoots her multiple times. She is also apparently dead. Mm-hmm. After the cop and Manu leave, Angela insists that Pablo rewind the footage so that she can see it. He's like, I caught it. I caught it. She's like, rewind it. Right. Rewind it. How many times do I have to say it? Whatever. So in this moment, we watch the footage rewind. Us that grew up with VHS tapes. Right. Know what it looks like when we're you're like, yeah. Footage. Yeah. We're like, hey. <laughs> the classics. Rugrats in Paris. Oh. That's, like, my oh. top VHS, you know? It's so good. And the Rugrats always had, like, very bright VHS tapes. Oh, they're, like, bright orange. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So, in this moment, we watch the footage rewind. We rewatch the scene. And then we have the fast-forward image as well. And it takes us back to the end of where they recorded and starts recording when they're in the stairwell. Mm-hmm. We see very clearly that time has passed because they're in a different area and in the right. middle of a different conversation. <laughs> Beyond being a stylistic choice to show the rewinding, to me this is also a narrative choice. It's stylistic in the sense that it furthers the tension of the genre, replays a dramatic scene, and showcases a visual effect. Mm -hmm. It can also, I believe, 
change the way we perceive the action occurring. If this footage was recovered by a third party, they would not see the rewind and the Mm -hmm. fast forward visual. They would see Angela insist that they rewind and then there would be a cut to the stairway scene. As you very helpfully confirmed for me. (laughs) And again, if I'm wrong, so sorry, but Uh, no. (laughs) The camera does not record the action of rewinding. No. Like you won't see that. So someone picking up the tapes would not see what we watching the film saw. This leads me to believe that we are not watching found tapes. We're experiencing the film through the camera in real time. That's amazing. Yeah, because the only thing that could possibly show us the rewind or something is a screen recording. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have that. This Mm-mm. is 2007. Yeah. It's not. No. Okay. No. So yeah. And they're not like fancy news anchors. No, I can record on my phone, but like that's not what this is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So this isn't found months later when someone sneaks into the quarantine zone and like happens to pick up a video camera and is like, what's this? Yeah. In that scenario, they would then have inside knowledge that they could then share with the world if they so choose. Mm -hmm. That would imply a larger impact for the world. If the footage is not found, as I do not think it was established to be discovered, Mm -mm. we are instead watching events unravel through the perspective of the camera. And we don't know if this truth will ever be seen. That's so cool. I mean... It makes sense because the very first shot is just her at the fire yeah. station. Yeah. It's not like it says like, oh, we found this. and It's literally just her being like, yep, here we go. Yep. Dang. And like usually with found footage, like style films mm-hmm. at the beginning, there will be that this was found and mm-hmm. the end will be like, that was the last week. Like that was the last tape. Yeah. We're still looking for the bodies, like whatever. Yeah. Even the line we get at the end, I think really hints at like this being, they're seeing it from the camera. Yeah. Like such a good line at the end. We'll talk about it. God, yeah. Uh, so I think that has huge implications for how to read themes around governmental malfeasance mm-hmm. and cover-ups. The cop repeatedly orders Pablo and Angela to stop recording. Angela repeatedly points out how important it is that they document the truth of what's happening so the public can know. Yeah. Earlier in the film, it's about breaking the big news story when they get out. Over time, it's less of evidence for an expose and more about documenting how they died so the right. public maybe knows the truth someday. And that reads differently if we know the tapes have been discovered. I have not watched the rest of the Wreck franchise, so I don't know anything past this movie. Right. But within this film, there is, like, this sense of isolation that separates this film from other found footage horror films we've covered. Mm-hmm. So, like, Blair Witch had the isolation, but it was more about being lost in the woods. Right. It wasn't, like, a physical isolation in a small building with, like, claustrophobia. In Cloverfield and Hell House, there wasn't that sense of being shut into a place against her will until the very end of Hell House. Right. Uh, but in Wreck, we have people that are isolated in the very center of a big fucking to-do. Well, and also people know they're there. Yeah. They're- in all of the other ones, it's very much like no one knows what's yes. happening in Hell House. No one knows they're trapped in the woods. There are people outside well aware that these people are stuck. Yeah. And so there's the isolation and there's also the adversarial relationship yeah. of the people outside. Oh, it's good. And that's pretty different from other found footage things we've covered. So there's also kind of the aspect, like, this is found footage and it's also zombie. I have not, or so, so many times with zombie films, the horror is about the sheer spread of the virus. Yeah. It has replicated to an unstoppable level and any feelings or themes of isolation are usually because the uninfected are hiding in a relatively safe zone Mm -hmm. until they figure out how to safely move to a new location. Right. And, like, there's movement within that or, like, oh, they breached the doors. But usually, like, it's not about, like... It's about the infected trying to hold themselves away to be mm-hmm. safe. Did I say it? The uninfected holding themselves away to be safe. The unaffected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the infected are in with you. And every time I say this, I just think of Mandy. <laughs> I was Mandy. just about to say it. Yeah. Yeah, when it's like, we're not trapped in here. <laughs> we're trapped in here with him. Yep. <laughs> I like almost read my notes and I was like, 
You it's, can't quote. You can't but Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. It's oh. been a while since we've seen it. It's wow. been a while. I know. <laughs> I saw your face as you stopped. <laughs> I was like, like eh. I said it. <laughs> So it hits that like quarantine type of isolation, yeah. but not in a like quarantine inside away from the monsters where you're safe, but we're quarantining you among the monsters because you are disposable. Oh. So we have a diegetic camera point of view. Mm-hmm. The camera could be considered the main character. Yeah. And it's questionable whether this footage was ever discovered. This highlights the injustice and terror of being isolated in the center of a military and governmental response, of being collateral damage in a governmental cover-up. Is the camera an impartial witness to truth and horror? Is it an unfeeling recording of loss and terror? Or is it a potential for public good that may or may not be realized? So I love when a movie, like, makes me keep asking questions and not like, wait, if she can float, then, like, why'd she use the stairs? Like, those are the types of questions where you just keep, like, poking holes in the continuity. (laughs) But this is, like, how does this make me reconsider the events and my understanding? Like, how does it make us reconsider how diegetic camera point of view has operated previously and how it can be manipulated mm-hmm. to serve a different form, to make us question, to make us be the camera. <laughs> it's It has to be, because if you think about it, too, like, if anyone had found that, they all die. I mean, like, they all die. They all die. So I think that, like, if anyone had found this footage, it would have been the government or, like, police. Or, they're throwing it away. Yeah, they don't want it. them to film. So, like, you have to assume that, like, this isn't found. Oh, that's so interesting, because it has to be... We are the camera, and we're just seeing it as it's happening. Yeah. And uh, at the end, it's kind of like, well, found or not, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it adds, like, a hopelessness to the end that is mm-hmm. so good. Yep. God. And I just keep thinking about, like, we are the camera, the camera is us. And then once <laughs> there's nothing for the camera to film or it runs out of That's it. Tape, that's, that's it. Oh, it's... That Dude, makes it even better. How like, cool would it have been if there was just, like, five minutes of silence until, like, the end of the film? Where it's, like, so it's, like if it was, like... a tape? Yeah. Oh, I would have, I would have hated it. I would have hated it, it, but it would have terrified me because I would have kept waiting. I'd be like, do it. I'd be like looking in the shadows. Oh my God, that would have been so good. So that's society. Oh, that was great. I was so excited to talk about it. And now you see why I like basically messaged you like, please tell me I'm right about this. And I I hope that that's true because like I really, like I told Kate, I'm assuming that this is from 2007. It would have had, even if it's digital, you can't rewind and fast forward as you're recording, I think. And if you do, it, what's not going to record It'll, what you're doing. It's yeah. going to record what you're still pointing at. Yeah. So even if you could do both at the same time, you're still recording and pointing at the ground. Yeah. So no, I think you're right. Yeah. I think we're good. And it's like, if that's not true, it doesn't crumble like everything. No. Because there still isn't the like, we have no proof that this has ever been found. Right. And there's it's no just reason that to one moment. But I was like, this really adds strength to this argument. <laughs> yeah. And then like, fucking cool it's really cool that makes yeah. it even better um because we talked about it i can't wait to get to my notes because i am excited about it i'm still excited about this movie and i was excited to watch it but the dubbing took so much away for me and like we're on horror now so let's talk about the horror of the yeah dubbing. let's talk about the horror of the yeah. dubbing i don't think that i dislike this movie i think that i just had so much trouble focusing because the dubbing was the just weird bad. like and this is not me saying the actors who do this are not great like this is a lot of work and yeah. it's really hard yeah. to watch someone's performance and just feel like, how would I say this? How would I? And translating things, I know it's hard. So I'm, this is not me being like, fuck the dubbing actors. They were terrible because they're not terrible. No. But it's hard. And it just, it was weird. Took you out of it. And like, you're supposed yeah. to have this total immersion. But yeah. when you are watching the mouth move and hearing things that just don't, 
feel like they're coming out. Like, it doesn't align. Yeah. The subtitles didn't match the dubs. And it just, it had this weird thing in my brain where, like, because I knew it wasn't her voice, I was like, well, that doesn't sound like her then. Even yeah. I'm like, I don't know what she sounds, I don't know what like. She sounds like. But, but in my head, I'm like, like it's not this. Yeah. So it was just weird, and it kept making me feel like the whole time I was watching it, I wanted to just enjoy it, but instead I kept thinking, what'd they actually say? Yeah. Well, what'd they actually say? What does this moment actually sound like? And what does it feel like? Because a lot of times it felt like reading. Yeah. Like, instead of feeling like I was there with them, it felt like I was listening to someone read the script yeah. while the movie was just happening. Yeah. So it's not the movie's fault. I think this movie's probably very, very good. So if I give it any kind of low whatever, it's just the dubbed version. Yeah. If we watch the original, I'll probably love it because I love the premise. I love the camera angles and the lighting and, like, everything about it was so good. But I couldn't focus because I was like, this is driving me insane. And there are a few things that are very crucially lost when it's translated. Just, like, any time a foreign language film is translated to another language, there will just be things that you miss. But there were several, like, cultural things that were actually pretty important. So, like... Cesar or Caesar. I mm-hmm. don't remember how they said it. Yeah. Um, the posh man. Yes. I just called him the posh man the whole time. Um, he is like really racist towards the Japanese family. And in the original version, mm-hmm. he's Argentinian and he has an Argentinian accent. And that is mm-hmm. easy to pick up for like Spanish speakers. Right. Or like, our native Spanish speakers. And so they gave him a British accent in this version yeah. in like the English dub to show like, see, he's still like a hypocrite because he was also an immigrant. As an Argentinian right. man. And he's, like, shitting on the Japanese immigrants. Right. And in this one, they're like, well, he's a British immigrant. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. a, there's a lot of, like, differences here. Yeah. And so, it, like... It, I feel like we're just losing stuff. And, yeah. and then, like, Kate and I both talked about this. I kept the subtitles on because, thanks to Kate and my friend, uh-huh. I now just watch everything with subtitles. Because I used to be like, oh, it distracts me. But now I'm like, I kind of like it. I love it. It helps in case I miss something. So I left them on for this, and they don't match even a little bit the, the words that are being said. So I was like, what? Is this the original? Or is this just poorly subtitled? I it, I am the person that always has subtitles yeah. on. I turned them off oh. on this because it was so distracting to me I, to have them be saying like English phrases that don't align with the English subtitles. It, I should have just turned them off, but like... Part of it sometimes does help because then I can, like, if I missed it, sometimes it'll stay on and I can catch it. Um, But it didn't help. It was just, it was rough. So any of my notes that are, like, not, you know, nice or mostly because of the the dub, it's it's not the movie. The movie itself is really interesting. Um, Because when you came in, you were like, I love this movie and I had a face. And I'm like, it is not because because I didn't like the movie. To be clear, I I still think it's really great. Yeah. I just was like, man, this stuff is rough. One more Um, thing. Yeah. uh, Is that the actress that played Angela Mm -hmm. is actually like a news personality. Really? And so the way that she would read things, that would be like something within the cultural context. Like people that are familiar with her work would see them and be like, oh, that's like an air of credibility. But when you have it dubbed by someone who's probably a very talented voice actress, but, but not. is not a TV reporter, like, they have a different way of speaking. It just, it just came off, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Impersonal, like, I just didn't feel like the people reading it were there. Yeah. And like, that's, and that's fair, because they're not. It's even harder, because a lot of the reactions were genuine fear yeah. responses, because it was filmed in a very Blair Witch style. So and it's I, like... I could just tell, like, when yeah. they would be like, 
saying things, I was like, oh, they're just reading that. Yeah. Or they were told, scream now. Or like, and like, this is not saying they're not talented. They are, but it's not going to be the genuine response mm-hmm. that we got with the actual language this is supposed to yeah. be in. So it's just kind of a bummer. But I'll do my notes anyway. <laughs> I persevere. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, she persisted. I did it. Um, but yeah, um, I still have some good notes. Uh, I did say my first note is the words not matching is distracting. Mm-hmm. I like the acting from what I can see, but this voice acting is a little rough. So I was already upset. Um, but I do love found footage films, even though we've talked about how this isn't. But like, I love things like this where it's there's no music, there's no nothing. It's just what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I was already excited. Um, I said, this woman just not stopping her filming, of course. Like, of course she is just like, absolutely not. I think you could tell from her personality right away what she was going to be like in this situation. She was oh, never yeah. going to be like, oh, stop filming. Mm-mm. She didn't care. No. There was no, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, no shame. Like, she didn't care what was happening with her or anyone else. She was like, I don't care if we get yelled at. We will keep filming. Yep. She's like, I have permissions. I have all the appropriate permits. Yeah. Like. She's going to fucking do it. And she's great. And I do like that there are, like, a few comments to kind of, like, poke fun at her show where it's, like, while you were asleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so who's watching it? And she never reacts to that. She's just like, yeah, like, because she doesn't care. She's like, I'm filming. I'm happy. I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm not going to let you, you know, talk down to me, whatever. Yeah. And I thought that was great. I also really identify with how many times she needs to take extra takes. Yeah. And I was like, you and me both, babe. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was great. I can't wait to watch this and how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, this woman, I, I jumped a little bit, but when they get to the the call and she's just like covered in blood walking around, like that older woman, so scary. Because at this point, we still don't know for sure what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Is it vampires? Is it zombies? Or is it just hauntings? Yeah. I had no idea. Or is it just someone that is unwell? Right. <laughs> had no idea. So I'm watching her like walk around and I'm like, what the fuck's going to happen? Is she just going to die? And we're going to be like, oh, she's haunted. And then she just starts like nomming on that man. And I was like, is this a zombie movie? <laughs> Question mark. Because I didn't like 30 know. Days of night. I've been, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I have been burned before thinking something is a zombie movie. So I was like, I'm not going to just say it because I don't want to get fucking roasted. So I was like, is it? And I don't think I confirmed that it was for a while. Because I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to say it. Um, I, I did say, I like that there are moments of shaky camera, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it's found footage. There are going to be moments where things are really shaky, but it seems like they had moments where they steadied it up perfectly. Like if they had some sort of excuse to have the camera get like a little more steady. Um, it said, it's almost like for our benefit, they steady the camera to let us see something important without losing the fact that it's still actual footage. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was too on the nose. They weren't like, let's set up a tripod, like, so you can see, you know? Let's lay down the tracks for this. Yeah. It was very much like he would sit down or, like, set it somewhere. Or, like, rest on something. Yeah. Like, when it's in the window, Mm -hmm. it's probably, like, leaning up against the pane. Exactly. There was just something to keep it a little more still. Um, Or even if he just stopped shaking a little bit. So there's that little tiny sway, but it's not like he's running. Or the scene where the camera's on the ground and the little girl turns it on. Oh, I have a note about that. I love that. Fuck yeah. Um, But it's just great. I think they did a good job of balancing, keeping it steady so that we can see what's happening without taking us out of the feeling of this being something that they actually shot, like, in their hands. Um, Because I feel like, not to drag it because I love this movie, but, like, Paranormal Activity, I mean, it's on a tripod so often that, like, 
it starts to be like, well, yeah, okay. Like it loses that feeling of like, this is found, not loses it, I guess, but it just was like, okay, you're just trying to keep it still. Like yeah. I see or whatever. But this just felt really real. Mm-hmm. I think mostly because they had less of an opportunity to set it down. Paranormal yeah. activity, it still makes sense. They're in their house. Because they, like, set it up so that when they're not awake, they can have a recording. Exactly. So it's, like, a slightly different premise. Yeah. And, like, sometimes they pick it up and run with it. Right. (laughs) And it still totally makes sense in that. So I I guess I'm not dragging that movie as much as just saying that the differences in this, I'm interested that they were able to find moments to keep it steady in a situation where setting it down or putting it on a tripod just isn't really possible. Yeah. Very neat. I thought that was cool. So... I enjoyed that. I thought that was cool. Um, I think they use darkness really well. Oh, um, I have a trope about that. Really? Mm-hmm. I said darkness is used really well. Um, it gets super dark to the point where you can't really see anything. But, oh my god. My voice to thing. It said, but that's a poem. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's what I meant. No, I think it's a poem. I'm pretty sure it's a poem. <laughs> I said... I think what I meant was it doesn't mean that they're hiding something. Mm-hmm. It's just to give you a reveal that's like really spooky. Cause like in movies like this, I think sometimes it's hard to do like those jump scares or like clever angles because it's like, well, they're holding it. So I think to like cut the, the light and make it super dark gives us the opportunity to still not know what's happening while having like, well, it makes sense. It'd be dark. Yeah. So it's just like the shaky thing. It's just like, What's the word I'm looking for? Justified. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's very justified. And that's just really great. And then I said, this movie goes from zero to 60, huh? Sure does. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That woman freaks out and you're like, oh, scary. And then all of a sudden there's bodies just falling from the railing. That one scared me. That one. Oh, oh. My next note is that body falling was so scary because it, you don't really see it, but that thump. It's like and the, crack. the whoosh too. There's like that small moment of a whoosh going by the camera and it's just, and it's like, ah! and then just immediately blood. And I'm just oh, like, oh, it's so Ugh! much. And they all turn around and it's just like, and there's screams and like, you can like almost hear the screams before you can see the body. And that makes it worse. Cause then you're like, what happened? God, that was so scary. Dumb. Um, I also wrote this and I was like, can I just talk to Kate about it? Cause because this was a dub, I was so curious what the original mm. was, but I said, the Japanese woman in her accent is... I was very upset about that. Rough. And I said, I feel weird about this. I was like, I don't yeah. like this. I want to talk to you about it too because... Okay. Yeah. I was like, it feels very racist oh, yeah. to have that. And I didn't look up the dub actors. And so like, if that was a white person doing that dub, that's problematic. That's yeah. Just like that's what racist. I was worried about is I was like... I mean, no matter what, I think it's awful. Yes. I think asking... Uh, like a, a Japanese shitty like actor to be like oh can you can you please do this can accent? you go be a stereotype that we have about you I think that's that's horrible I don't like it and it immediately when she started talking I was like oh I'm uncomfortable I was like I don't think that that's I good. was very very uncomfortable with the dubbing of Japanese feeling. I would be very interested to see what the original is just to see what yeah. is actually said it's really hard because like I'm not fluent in Spanish and I anticipate that she would be speaking in like in Spanish Spanish but, but I, like as a I second language sure. I have no idea right. and it was just one of those things where it's like I don't think this is a good call basically I was like this almost feels like it was done for laughs almost or almost like yeah. maybe not laughs but just something that I was like I don't like or just racism straight up racism oh, yeah. so I was like that sucks but then I was like, well, if this is in, in Spanish, if we were to watch it in its original language, 
is it also done for like that same kind of feeling? Like, I wouldn't be able to tell. I wouldn't if tell. it was accented Spanish. No, I wouldn't be able to tell. I'm fluent. And so, so it's like we can tell accents in our native language, yes. but I would be very interested to watch it with someone who would know. Yeah. So if you've seen the original and you know how that goes, I would love to know how that is because I was like, is it just as racist and kind of awful yeah. in its original language? Or was this something like Americans did? Like, I, I would just be very curious to know. I would be know. surprised. Because <laughs> there uh. is the... I mean, there is a storyline, obviously, like you said, with Caesar. It, like, there is racism within and the Jennifer's film mom. and Jennifer's mom. Like, like there, every tenant is racist towards that family. Yes, there is racism within the film, and that's not, you know, I'm not saying it's okay, but that makes sense for the film. Like, it's there's an animosity. Yeah. Like, there's intentional animosity between these residents because of like racial things. That's just horrible. Yeah, but it's purposeful. But I'm like, but that accent, not purposeful so what the fuck i'm yeah. just so curious what it would be like in its original language yeah that's it that's my note i just wanted to know um mm-hmm. they also because of how dark it is and how things are lit the silhouettes in this movie slip <laughs> fuck yeah they are so good um it's just like and it's great too because a lot of the times the only light that creates those silhouettes are coming from the outside that they can't get to yeah. so it's this horrible moment of like the actual light at the end of the tunnel, but the tunnel is fucking closed yeah. off. Sorry. <laughs> I bought my mic. So the only thing you can see is just these black silhouettes walking towards you. And then, of course, once they're back in this horrible situation you're stuck in, of course you can see them. Like, yeah. the closer they get to freedom, the more unclear it is. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that sucks. It's great. <laughs> I love good. the lighting in this movie. You know how I am with movies that have, like, lighting that... Makes sense. The makes sense for where they are. Just like the descent. I think the descent does it the best. Every time, every time, it's like it remains. Oh, never! It's top tier. Yeah. I will never get over how good the lighting is in that movie it because remains- it's so. Oh, it just made sense for where they were. It's like a top tier example of how to make intentional lighting choices yes. that make sense within the narrative. Yeah, exactly. It's like you and can use still to your exactly you can still light your film without having to make it look unnatural or make it look you know and like you can do it unnaturally make it wild for fun and like it's still really good um as much as i think the movie is written by a piece of shit i think neon demon's a great example of like yeah their lighting's not necessarily justified a lot of the time but it's still interesting and yeah. really cool um and it fits the vibe of the movie fits the where vibe it's of the movie. like very strange and uncomfortable exactly and like having unnatural lighting in that situation adds to the discomfort exactly so like the descent even though it's not found footage they still wanted you to feel like you were in that cave, so they did a good job. And this yeah. one does the same thing, where, like, all of their lighting is coming from, like, the camera, the lights that are already in the building, lights from outside. It just works. Somehow I was never upset by the lighting. I never yeah. felt like it wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. It was just cool. I was obsessed so, with the sound design oh of when the God. camera gets hit. Yes. Every time, like, I was like, oh, the camera's been injured. And then it's just kind of muffled or yes. ringing or something. And it's like, that, again, strengthens immersion. But also, we are the camera. The camera is us. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, it was, I have a note about that. It, it's just so good. Um, I also love the shot we talked about already. The girl, the, the, the ground. I mean, again, that strengthens your, you know, theory about this camera. Because it's like, she turns it on. Yeah. We're not going to see anything Unless, obviously, it's almost like a character is asleep in a movie. Yeah. You're not going to see anything if they're not awake. And so, like, the camera is turned on. This little girl is messing with it. But it never moves. So we're still just seeing it from the ground. 
so good. Like, and you even hear the mom like, don't touch that. Like, and then he makes a comment like, is that recording? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just turned on. I don't know. And it's, it's just great. Um, oh, I hate tiny baby zombie though. Mm -mm. You know how I am with babies and scary Uh, things. The Jennifer zombie? (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever watched Z Nation? No, I have not. Okay, it's the sci-fi zombie show Mm -hmm. that, like, came out probably in, like, 2012, no, I can't do time, like, 2016, Mm -hmm. around there. I think I saw it in, like, 2015, actually. I just know where I lived at the time, and when I watched it, (laughs) it was in 2015, it might have come out sooner, but, um... The very first episode has a legit zombie baby. And it like, wow, like launches itself. No. Like the babies from the vagina monster in yeah. the forest. Like just yeeting those babies. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I I don't like babies but, that are scary or kids yeah. that are scary. And like an eight-year-old girl that you like see throughout the film. and She's like, just quiet. She's not really anything other than quiet and a little inquisitive about yeah. what's happening. And like... You know, she does some normal kid stuff when she does her interview. I'm like, yeah, she's, she's fine. I was always a little weary. I was like, I don't know about this kid. Because mm-hmm. I knew. Because as soon as they mentioned the dog, I was like, what happened to the dog? Where's the dog? Mm-hmm. Where's the dog? And then she kept saying, oh, she's got, ton- what was it, tonsillitis. tonsillitis. Or she's got tonsillitis. And I'm like, I don't know, man. And then they said that sudden turn of the child just screaming got me. Oh, my God. Because it's almost like. It's almost like she had been turning this whole time and she was smart enough not to show it off. But when she started to be approached. And then she was like, "Mm mm-mm. And she makes that horrible sound. All the zombies, the sound design for the zombies is incredible. Wild. Because it sounds like people, but it sounds like they're mixed with like some sort of like animal. And it just fucks me up. unidentifiable. Yes. And it's just like totally unknown to us. Where it's like, I was wondering while watching, I was like, what noises did they combine to make that sound we talked about this before too with like was it poltergeist i think where i said it was a little too clear or something because they used like a lion a lion and i was like well see now i i can identify that a little too clearly as like well that's a lion yeah but then we watched something else where they mix the sound with something and i truly just could not figure it out i was like even though i looked it up i was like i don't know what the fuck this is supposed to sound like and it's scary yeah and i think that's cool and i think that's what's happening here is that i just don't know because it for a second i'm like oh she's just screaming but then it gets weird and it's almost like it takes a second and it's the hesitation that scares you the most because then you're like it's not right i don't think like (laughs) oh it's so scary um and also here's where i got my note about the camera and the speakers within the camera I said that this is something they did super well. The sound design in this is really great. Um, You can hear screams and you can hear their animalistic, like just yelling. But then you, it's like in movies where things are really loud in just like, let's say not like a found footage, but any movie, you're just kind of there to assume like, oh, it's probably pretty loud. If they're screaming, you're not going to turn, you know what I mean? Like it's mixed in a way that everything is relatively even in a movie. Mm -hmm. At least it should be. Um, So like some action might get louder, but it's hard to be like, oh, that's super loud. But in this, you can tell something is super loud because as soon as it gets wildly, like the screams are super, super loud, the speakers get too hot and they cut mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And it's like, even though I'm not necessarily hearing it, I'm like, oh, that must be so fucking loud for them because the camera speakers are like mm-hmm. cutting in and out a little bit and they're like muffling it almost because it's like it can't handle it. Yep. Or like you actually oh. get a feeling for the tightness of the space because someone hits the camera mm-hmm. and it impacts something. Yes. Yeah, chef's kiss. It's so good. Like, the sound design was incredible. Like, having things actually be affected, like, sounds being affected by what the camera is picking up, 
that's great. So even though I can't hear their screams, I can easily assume how loud it is based on the fact that that camera just can't handle it. I think that's so cool. And then I said the beginning shot and the end shot are great. I mean, you're getting mm. like the juxtaposition of her in the beginning, like, I'm ready. And then her face just right up in the camera, like, I hate this, but she's still in the camera. And then I would hope they do this in the original. But when it cuts to that line of her being like, don't ever stop filming. And then she's dragged away. <laughs> I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, Pablo get everything no matter what is like, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all my notes. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I'm like going through my notes now and it's like a lot of them are just uh, like, fuck. <laughs> like, holy I shit. Know. And it was like, that body just kathunks. It does though. Um, And then like there are a few moments that have like genuine comedy. Yeah. Like when Manu just like slams the sledgehammer into the old woman's face and she's like, Huh? I know. And then she was like, he's like, no. Like, yeah. like no, seriously. <laughs> I meant it. Uh, and we have like, I really did. It felt very awkward, but I really appreciated the moments in the beginning where she's like, hold on, I'm going to take that again. Or hold on, like, did you hear? Like, I said sire. Or I said oh, yeah. And she goes, I said sire. Do you think it's okay? I loved that moment. Yeah. And she's like, do you think it's trying? He's like, no, it's fine. And she's just kind of like hamming up the firefighters. Mm-hmm. Then she has this moment where she's like, hold on, can we, like, switch places? Because, like, my bangs are on the wrong side. And it's like, yeah. you got to follow where the bangs take you. Like, you I get go. it. I've been there. Uh, and so, like, there's also the moment... I'm just jumping all around to all yeah. the funny things. Um, because I was, like, pleasantly surprised that there were, like... It's not, like, a comedy it's, horror, but no, there are some really But there's some moments, moments where it's like, mm, okay. He's like, you got me. <laughs> so, like, when the cops and the firefighters and Angela and Pablo are upstairs, mm-hmm. and they're like, everything's happening, and they look down, and you're on the third floor, you look down to the ground floor, and everyone is in the middle of the staircase looking up, <laughs> and they're just like... <laughs> it's so good. I love it, because it's just like, the crowd is interested. Oh. Um, Let's see, I have a lot of mentions of just how much skin is pulled away when they pull the old woman off of the cop. I know. Um, I have a lot of notes about the young cop because, Mm -hmm. like, he, in the beginning, is very much, like, showcasing the uselessness of trying to maintain control Mm -hmm. at the expense of order. And he's just like, stop filming, stop filming. And it's very much like he just wants something that he can control. Oh, yeah. He is so out of control in the situation. He has no knowledge. He was not the senior officer. Right. And now they're like, listen to the officer inside. And he's like, me? <laughs> like, he's like, oh, what? Huh? What? <clears throat> and he doesn't know why he's doing anything. No. He's just trying to maintain power because that makes him feel like yeah. he's in control of something. Whatever small thing he can hold on to. to yeah. To be like, please respect me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, everything will be fine. You won't die if you turn off the camera. It's like, mm, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he does have a redemption arc that I really wasn't expecting. Really? Yeah. Because like he volunteers to give the syringe to uh, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets bitten, he doesn't do the thing. No, he... He's like, I'll hold her down. You go. Yeah, he's like, I got bit. Go. Like he, because li- usually you get that classic. Like that's oh, one of the jokes I, I have. Fit. <laughs> Me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. So um, I obviously I'm just like cops are useless even in Spain, right? Uh, <laughs> but it was very interesting because at first I was like, am I going to have to research a lot about politics in Spain to try to figure out if this is like a critique on like policing in the right. station or like whatever and then he had a resumption arc and i was like eh, whatever yeah. i don't want to cover you hard to say yeah yeah um let's see 
there were so many moments that I felt were like trying to lure us into expecting a jump scare that didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. So like when Angela is telling Pablo to like if asking him if he got the shot and he's like, yeah, I got it. And she's like, are you sure? Rewind. She keeps kind of bobbing in front of the two yeah. bodies and I was watching them for any movement. And then she is like slightly in front of them and I was like, move, I need to see, I need to see. And she's uh, right? like, and so, like, I was waiting for that jump scare. They create apprehension and, like, fear in uh-huh. moments that there really aren't any. But, like, we don't know that. I don't know. know. So I'm like, like, and it's like, is so good. It's like my knowledge of how a lot of jump scares go mm-hmm. doesn't prevent me from being scared by them because I'm anticipating ones that aren't there and then oh. I'm missing the ones that are. Exactly. Like, if anything, it's great. I love, I love having it. knowledge of how it works because then mm-hmm. sometimes they feed on that. They know. They're they like, know. oh, you thought? And I'm like, I did. <laughs> they trick me. Uh Oh, and then another funny moment mm-hmm. was um, where Caesar is like saying all those racist things. I know. In his interview, and he's like, "Oh, like my hair, like blah blah blah." He's like, "Okay, when do we start?" And she's like, "We're done." I know. I love that. And he goes, ah, "Oh," and it's like, "Yeah, idiot." And she's like, "I don't care to listen to your racism." <laughs> A moment that really got me too was in the beginning when she was like. Goes up to Pablo and she's like, okay, um, get ready to just like film again in case this guy kind of seems like a, I don't know, like, and she's talking about the like fire captain. Cause she's like, he seems like he's kind of like a, a he dick. Seems like so he like, sucks. Yeah. Like basically she was just like, I don't like the look of this guy. And in case he's boring, cut the like, she's like, don't, I don't want to waste film. I love it. <laughs> I thought it was so funny, but like she was willing to be like, just pretend. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's great. They, they get her like, um. Her nervousness, but also her willingness, like, all in one good moment there in the beginning. Like, you see her being like, like you said, let's take it again. Let's take it again. I don't like this. But then you also see her being like, don't waste film. Like, let's make sure we get it all. pragmatic. Yeah, she's she's just an interesting character. She's fun to watch. And that's great. I love how she starts with pigtail time. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. she's like, it's too serious for the pigtails. And she She knows. She's like, "Mm -mm, it's not pigtail time. There's a time and a place for pigtail time. And and it it ended. And that's fine. Uh Uh-huh. I respect it. I do. I, I do, I do like this movie. I'm just, I think the hype of it, because people really were like, I love this movie. Like mm-hmm, I posted mm-hmm. the thing on Twitter and already we had a comment immediately. It was like, oh, I'm hyped for this film. I love it. And I had already watched it. And I was like, I'm so sad that I only watched the dubbed because it took away so much. Yeah. Because I don't dislike the movie. I just lost so much in the dub that I was like, I'm, I'm upset. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just feel like I... It's not our fault. I know that. But I feel like I've done a disservice to the patrons who love this movie. And we're probably like, oh, they're going to love it. I probably would have. Yeah. But I was so let down by this dub that I was like, I am missing so much. I know it doesn't match. I know that it's not what they're actually saying. Yeah. Because the subtitles don't match. So I'm like, this has to be either you changed it for effect or you changed it for translation reasons. I don't know. But I'm like, I... A bummer. It was a bummer. A big old bummer, yeah. Um, not our fault. I know that. But I'm like, sorry, guys. I definitely want to do this one again. I just want to watch the yeah. original just so I can be like, yeah, okay. I don't have a DVD player. I'll buy one. I have one. Okay, cool. Yeah, because don't worry. I, like, I know I can get a cheap one because they're not like the oh, yeah. Apex technology I anymore. have a DVD player. Like, I will. we can watch it 100%. And I think that once we do, I'll probably just love it even more. And I'm not going to give this a bad rating. It's still a great fucking movie. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Bummer, bummer with the dub. So if you're going to watch it, and obviously this is the version that is available, just be warned. It's 
it takes away, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Once, still so good, though. It's still really good. Yeah. Once the action kicks up, you notice the dubbing less, but it, it still really I, is, yeah. like, across yeah. everything, you do still notice it. Yeah. It's just not as, like, As bad as egregious. the beginning. Yeah. I, and, and that's true. You told me that, and I was like, okay. And I was like, I, it is better, but it still had moments where I was like, oh, this really just... I could feel the disconnect where I was like, this yeah. isn't the emotion that like I feel like should actually be felt in this moment. Because yeah. you can see the emotion on their faces. Yeah. And then like, especially in moments where it is pitch dark and you can't see their faces yes. to see that, you are relying on just the sound and their dialogue. And yeah. when we have that removal from the original emotion of the scene and it then translate to a different language. Weird. It creates distance that is supposed to not be there in found footage. I think the moment that really hurt for me was when Pablo, is it Pablo the camera? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when Pablo's filming and he's filming through the window and you're hearing, oh God, what's her name? Angela? Angela. When you're hearing her being like, Pablo, tell me what you see. Pablo. It felt almost like a copy and a paste of the same line over yeah. and over. Pablo, tell me what you see. Pablo, tell me what you see. Like, I was just like, I feel like I'm not getting the actual desperation she's feeling. Yeah. Instead, I'm getting genuinely annoyed. Yeah, I was I was like, shut shit. up. I was like, let him film. Yeah. But if I was feeling her actual desperation and like fear throughout this film, maybe I would be more lenient and like, I'd be like, she just wants to know. She's so scared. Mm -hmm. But because of that disconnect, I truly just didn't care. I was like, stop screaming. I was so fucking annoyed at that. And so annoyed. That's when I turned on subtitles because I wanted to see if I could get the subtitles for what they were saying so that I could actually hear what right. they were saying. Like, <laughs> if I'm going to miss what they're saying, I want it to feel like it's genuine desperation yeah. and she's, like, ruining this moment for Pablo to be able to hear. Yeah. But she doesn't realize that because she's so scared. Yeah. But instead, it just felt like someone was reading a script. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's not the actor's fault at all. No. I think it's just that, like, the point of this movie was that the actors didn't know and they should have yeah. felt scared and I just didn't get that. I feel like there's just no way to like responsibly dub this because mm -hmm. you can't like put the you dub can't actors replicate like, that. Right? You like, can't do that. And so it's like there's already going to be yeah. like the issues with translation because you miss a lot of things. Right. Like there are cultural contexts for certain yeah. things. It's just And then you're hard. also not going to purposely like spook a like, like right? voice actor. Yeah. Like, like, it, <laughs> like oh gotcha Jennifer. It's not their fault but they no. can't do that. And so it's just not, it doesn't match up. It just doesn't, it doesn't yeah. work. Not yeah. the movie's fault, but whew, the, the dubbing is not my favorite. But is it time for a scariest, scariest moment? moment? Mm -hmm. hmm. If you have it, I say go, because I'm still thinking. When Alex's body drops down the stairwell. Oh no, that was like mine. <laughs> yeah, I had a few that I was like, it could be this. Like, hmm. I, I think I have a different one. That okay. one was like my top, one of my top ones. But I think this one stuck with me just a bit more. Because I have like, that's the jump scare that got me the most. Yeah. But then there are also like tension moments that are yeah. like really scary. I would say mine's a mix of both tension okay. and jump. Um, it's a little girl screaming. Yeah. Yeah. You know how I feel about little kids. Yeah. But it's the buildup. It's the like, no, she's sick. No, she's this. No, And like everyone's arguing. And then she's just like standing in that corner. And then all of a sudden she lets out that scary scream. But again, messes with the speakers a little bit and like it doesn't sound human. It's that uncanny valley where it's like human, but it's not quite. Yeah. So it scared the shit out of me because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I was expecting a very like quick moment of her. To, I, I was more expecting like a where'd she go? Like, oh, and then her attack someone. Mm -hmm. But then it's almost like she accepted defeat and was like, fine, and just screams. 
Yeah. Oh, I hated it. The zombies acted very differently to other ones mm-hmm. because usually they're like, there are different types, obviously. Yeah. But sometimes they're like a shambling horde. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more like they're just constantly in motion, mm-hmm. aimlessly moving. Sometimes it's like if they hear a noise, they're running towards it. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of like predator prey relationships in this. Yeah, this one because had... they would like stand there yeah. and like wait until you got close enough and looked away and then attack. It had and a it's like more intelligence that was yeah. like upsetting. I will also say in the beginning with the old woman, it was very scary because it almost had, because obviously we're finding out that it's connected to this woman in the attic who is like possessed. Mm-hmm. And I think that they hint at that a tiny, tiny bit with the old woman because it looks like she's fighting with something and she's like walking in circles and she's like touching her head and she's very clearly distraught. Yeah. But she's not attacking them right away. So it's like clearly something is happening to her that she is in, not in control of mm-hmm. and she we don't know what it is yet, but you can tell that she's like, upset and like something in her is like brewing like yeah. it's, it's not right like, like something... are we watching the turn happen yeah and so it's like is it a turn or is it something in their head that's telling them to do this yeah so it's really an interesting thought is like yeah. is it a zombie or is it really just yeah like a possession a possession it's like i keep calling it zombie because it's like infectious right. but it it's a but possession really, that became infectious <laughs> right and i think that's such a cool premise because yeah. you still get to see these characters fight with something that's why once you find out about like the whole possession thing that's why i think jennifer's possession is so interesting because i feel like she had been possessed for a while i think there's an intelligence inside of her that's like don't show them yet don't show them yet and then finally when she's backed into a corner it's like fine i think there's that because she's so quiet and she's so like emotionless for so much of the movie that i swear there are moments where she's not herself yeah and i think watching it back makes it even better yeah because then you're like oh fuck that like, is she a kid right now? Or is she just a little demon? Oh, my God. It was, does she have ancient intelligence inside of her? Hmm. Right. And I'm like, oh, I hate that. So that's my scariest moment. <laughs> that's a, a long good scary way of moment, saying, yeah. That's my scariest moment. That's my scariest moment. <laughs> um, but yeah. I already wrote time. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, pumped. Okay. Woo. Uh, so I have my list of, like, these are just, like, common horror mm-hmm. tropes. And then I have my, like, specific yeah. tropes. So ankle drag. When Classic. it's just, like, dragged out of flame. Classic. Truly. <laughs> uh, apocalyptic log. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this case, it's like when they're in the attic penthouse type situation and they're playing the recording. Mm -hmm. And I love when there's a combination of found footage and a totally separate log of horrific events. Because you're like, like, oh, it's like, hold on. We're chronicling our horrifying journey. (laughs) And then they discover someone else's that spells out their doom even more clearly. (laughs) And it's like, oh, boy. It's like, fuck, there's more on the way. (laughs) I love that. It's so good. Uh, dangerous key fumble. <laughs> when I'm, I'm like looking at that key ring and I'm like, no, thank you. And I know. He's like, hurry, Angela. I was like, what do you think she's doing? I'm like, bruh, look how many keys. I was like, I just want her to like throw them in his face. Like, you do it. Right? Uh, uh, dangerous windows. Mm-hmm. Anytime mm-hmm. someone stands in front of a window, I'm like, there's danger here. And so like I was, you mentioned the silhouettes in front of the windows. Every time they say like, step away from the windows, step away from the windows. I was like, they have snipers. Like, there's oh, no way they that. don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you try to leave, we will be forced to take desperate action. And this was a time where the subtitles didn't align with the audio. And so it was like drastic or desperate. Like, the there were different words. And I would love to know which one it was. I'd love to know. <laughs> and it's, when they say we apologize for the inconvenience, I was like, that's what I tell people when their claim has been denied. <laughs> That's why I thought that was so great, too. Because, yeah. like, to them, they're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they still have to keep this, like, bureaucratic kind of, mm-hmm. like, talk up. And I was like, but they're stuck in there with fucking demons. Don't and they're just like, sorry them. so much about this. Oh, my gosh. 
I know, it kind of put like a crimp in your day. Like, but, oh, geez. Oh, no. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? <laughs> it's like being attacked by an old woman, and they're just like, ow. Man, that happens. You didn't need that half of your face. <laughs> your right um, side's the better side anyway, babe. <laughs> But every time they got close to a window, I was yeah. like, if they stay there too long, they're going to get shot oh, by someone that. trying to contain it. Yeah. And then it was a different dangerous window because mm-hmm. the hazmat guy, I went between calling him the doctor fella, the hazmat dude. Like, he had a lot I of names, had, you know? He had a lot of names. He wears a lot of hats. <laughs> so many hats. <laughs> so many hats. So many hats. Uh, but he, like, closes the gate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this won't keep me out. You need to fucking move. And right. then Caesar, being, like, his posh assholeness, is like, let me stand in front of the dangerous zombie. And then he gets got. And right. Man, you can hear the crunch into oh. his head. Like, you're like, well, you know, there's still a bar. Like, he has his like, arms home. around him. But then you actually see, like, oh, he got the back of his head. And, like, crushing oh, through skull at that angle, like, starting Disgusting. an apple is hard enough. Oh, my like, God. Like, you know the first bite of an apple? Oh, it's tough. Yeah, you gotta like, really get in there. Yeah, and so, like, try getting ahead. Well, think about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know how satisfying it is to bite an apple? Yeah. Can you imagine if you were a zombie and you just went right the back of the yeah. head? <laughs> the crunch. Yeah. Crisp. Look, my one bite. <laughs> I would, I'm, it's like the eye all over again. I would say the meatball, yeah. 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 It's meatball time, except this time I'm like, I don't know what it is. It, it reminds me of, like, when you have a... Like a hard candy, but you yeah. bite in. Oh, it's like a Lindor. Oh, okay. What are you going to say? Well, oh, a Lindor is a good one. Right? I was thinking of a Tootsie Pop or a Blow Pop. <gasps> yeah. When you bite through the very last layer. And then it's layer like crunchy And inside. you get to the gooey inside. What is a head other than a, but a Blow Pop? Yeah. Persevering. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I know what is what a head if not a Blow Pop persevering. <laughs> I need a picture of him saying that, but his head is a blow. <laughs> okay. That got me. Move on. <laughs> so that was dangerous windows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jump scare. Mm-hmm. Just jump scares. Uh, police are useless. Mm-hmm. We've had that in pretty much every film that has, like, anytime there is a police officer, yes, they will useless. be useless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then so much for stealth. And it's like when they're trying to be stealthy, yeah. and it's like, oh no, I stepped on my drum set. Like... <laughs> Stepped on my drum set. <laughs> Triangle now. <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, okay, and then these are just like some rando tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, bald head of toughness. Manu. Manu. Yep. Uh, camera abuse. Uh-huh. The camera really mm-hmm. takes a few hits it for the team. It's smacked, yeah. Smacked. Smacked the camera. Apparent. Apparent. <laughs> Uh, and then deadline news, oh. and it's you know yeah the, yeah uh, okay. So these are the tropes that I actually wanted to like spend some time on. Uh, so we actually talked about a few of them, so I'll do those first. Mm-hmm. Lost in translation, the character that's Argentinian, but the dub version doesn't let you know that. And right. like I wouldn't have known that like if you gave him a different accent, I would not have known like Argentinian would have been able from, to pick up on that. Yeah, and so they made it like okay, well, Americans know British people, right? And so. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, like, they changed that. Um, so it's to highlight, like, he's a hypocrite. Right. And he's racist. He's mm-hmm. a racist hypocrite, as they mostly are. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it. And then actually just, like, the actress that plays Angela, news anchor. Right. And so there are just so many things. Like, aside from the nuances of language, there are a lot of things that are just immediately lost. Yeah. Uh, zombie infectee. 
we briefly talked this, but we briefly talked this. We talked it. We talked I don't it know out. If you knew about it. <laughs> we talked it though. Uh, so when a character is infected and attempts to hide it from everyone, mm-hmm. so if it's played straight. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't get bitten. Like, what? <laughs> and there's just like a giant. <laughs> no, no, no. I tripped. I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I only ever had one ear. I bit myself, actually. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Clumsy. <laughs> Look at these teeth. <laughs> Chompers. Uh, so why why would you hide it? Like mm-hmm. all these different reasons. Like why would you hide it? Well, you know, a healthy dose of fear, confusion, denial. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's subverted at almost every turn. Right. Because we expect the characters to hide their bitten status because that's what we expect humans to do. Yeah. But the cop and the health fella are like, man, I've been bitten. Save yourself. <laughs> like, I'll fight to keep you safe until I turn, but get right. the fuck out because I don't have a stopwatch on this. Right. So, like, they, it was a subversion of yeah. the zombie infectee trope. And I found that cool. I like that. Uh, Hollywood darkness. So, this is when there's a dark scene that the characters, in theory, should not be able to see in, but mm-hmm. they still want the audience to be in on the right. action. So, TV Tropes notes that often, when the lights go down in this scene, a dim, slightly bluish light will be used to provide enough illumination to see major events. Right. Uh, but this is completely averted. Yeah. In Rick. <laughs> they're like, when there are no lights, there are no lights. It's so good. You're in with the rest of us, babe. <sighs> and it's like, when they have night vision, it's pretty fucking limited to, like, it's a foot away. It's pretty rough. Like... When the light on the camera's broken, that's it. Yes. The light's broken. Oh, my God. And, like, if you have a completely blank screen, you have to work it. Like, yeah. you have to have good sound or good timing. You have to, like, make up for something. Yeah. If you are taking away one of the senses that has been utilized throughout the entire film. Yeah. And they fucking do it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Damn. Like, oh, okay. And then my last one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely just a cold. This is Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. It's and tonsillitis. She has tonsillitis. It's tonsillitis. Don't look too closely. It's tonsillitis. Stop it. <laughs> uh, so it's obviously like when someone's like hiding an illness and they're like downplaying it, but there are several levels to this. Yeah. So it also ties into a cool trope family. Oh. Of, uh, we've talked about it before. Like if there's a pool, someone's going to fall in it. Right. And like that one is like broadly law of conservation of detail mm-hmm. but that's also like filming near a pool is expensive so if you have right. a pool in the shot you use the pool right but in this case it's like broadly with the trope only relevant details are introduced into the story so anything that is seemingly unrelated or like a weird weird detail you need to note that mm-hmm. this specific subtrope is like a medical version yeah. of that trope and it's called perfect health uh, so direct quote from tvtropes.org, thank you. Uh, characters never sneeze, cough, belch, blow their noses, or in any way display less than perfect health unless it is central to the plot. Uh, a simple cough might warrant a subplot to handle the ramifications if it is not itself a symptom of terminal disease. Mm-hmm. If ever such symptoms have no plot significance, it's probably because the actor's actually sick, but they'll usually try to find a way to work around it. Right. So it's like a lot of conservation of detail. Everyone is perfectly healthy unless it's relevant to the plot. Yeah. Why is Jennifer sick? Is it just to be like, oh, the drama of like, she needs her medicine. She's burning up. But you don't actually see this like rapid decline of health. No. It's not like she's having trouble breathing or like her fever's going to get so high she'll have a stroke. Like you don't have that desperation from her not having access to her medicine. Mm-hmm. So there needs to be something else. Right. And there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure is. It's zombie child is the thing. So spooky. So yeah. Uh, definitely just a cold and I'm like perfect cold. health. If a character is sick, it's going to be a plot point. Right. Oh, that's good. Those are my tropes. I love good tropes. That's great. I loved this movie. Despite the dubbing. I love, like, I, 
I loved this movie a lot. I know. And it's like I'm only more excited to I know. see the actual version. I know. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty pumped, honestly. Yeah. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. <laughs> what scale? I have one. Okay, what is it? Skull chomps. Skull chomps. Oh, right in the back. Oh. Love that. Yeah. Okay. I like um, that. Yeah, skull chomps. Got <laughs> bloody old women. Uh, Blood Old Women Indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nightmare yeah. Children. Nightmare Children. Always uh, scary. Yeah, but like you can have Nightmare Children in any film, you know? Uh, I really love Skull Chomps. Attic Gals. <laughs> Attic Gals. <laughs> I like Skull Chomps. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I got mine. I got mine. You ready? Yes. All right. Ready? Three, two, two one. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, go ahead. I have five Skull Chomps. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, after the first one, it gets easier to bite into the head. Yeah. Because you, like, yep. overcome that oh. resistance. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a skull? Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, the hair kind of gets in the way. makes it take longer. Gross. I'm just sure. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Five skull chops. <laughs> uh, because, like, the obvious qualm is the racism. Yeah. And, like... It made me very uncomfortable to have that. It was rough. Um, But aside from that moment, I didn't have a lot of qualms. Because, like, they, all the people that are saying shitty things are shitty people. Yeah. And they're not, like... Like, there's reason behind it. And it's not, like, a justified person saying, oh, she's a crazy old woman. Because I hate when they're, like, oh, like, someone is mentally unwell. They have to be violent. Right. Or, like, when you pathologize difference, like, Mm -hmm. things like that. And anytime it's done, it's just people being judgmental assholes. Right. It's part of their character. Yes. And I loved the way sound was used. Mm-hmm. Because in found footage, you have to have really good sound design for immersion. Yeah. And if you're not going to have a score to help you, if you can't have all those extra sound effects, mm-hmm. like you need something to make right. sure that it feels realistic and it feels engaging. Yeah. And it, so I love when it's very intentional. I love the way they used light and lack of light. It's so good. <laughs> And it's like, I, we know how badly it can go with The Descent too. Oh so my gosh. I think that just like really made me appreciate yeah. the original Descent because I was like, oh, I didn't know what I had until. Already <laughs> such an incredible film. But then watching the second one, I was like, okay, all right. Yep. <laughs> I like the blood pit more now. I, I get it. After I saw that I it could have been the shit pit, I love the blood what pit. What could have been? Ugh, don't watch The Descent Don't do friends. it. Don't do it's it. not even funny bad. It's just, no, it's not. It's, it's just like, just oh, that's bad. bad. Uh, oh, God. I, I know that I would like the original version better, but I already liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it's like, I was definitely taken out of it. Like, it was not complete immersion because it's like, what yeah. are you doing? And then like the first cop that gets got real quick, he sounded, he looked like Danny DeVito and he sounded like a lifelong smoker. Oh, and I was like, God, are you from Brooklyn? Like, what are you they doing? I'm like... A cliche of, like, yeah. a cop. Like, a caricature. And I... It was so, like... It was a moment where I was like, that's just a caricature of a cop. And it's like... Or, like... It took me out of it. Like, yeah. I was, like, disengaged yeah. in that moment. Uh, and there were a few times where I was like, that sounds like a teenage girl doing a British accent. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. So there were, like, a few things, but it wasn't enough for me to, like, take down my yeah. reading. That's why I gave it Fly of Skull Chomps. Fly of Skull Chomps. 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 Uh, I gave it four. Yeah. Um, literally, it's only for the dub. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I would have given it five. I really would have. Like, obviously, the normal qualms aside, yeah, the horrible racism in this film. Um, I still think that a lot of the racism was for the character. Yeah, it was just the accent that I was like, 
And because I don't know if that is a thing that is done in both versions yeah. or if Americans decided to do that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be interested to see the other one. For sure. Um, the only reason I'm getting four is because it took me out of it so much that I was missing things. Yeah. Because I was like finding myself straight up bored, like yeah. mad. Like I was like, <sighs> like with that cop and that voice, I straight up didn't even want to watch. He was just like, hey, I said no talking here. Like, he sounded like, we're like gonna that. we're going to get you to a hospital. You're going to get, yeah. It, like, it was that bad that I was like, I don't even care what's happening right as now. As soon as his neck got ripped out, I was like, okay, well, I don't yeah. have to listen to him anymore. I was anymore. like, fair enough. So there were just moments where I was like, so taken out of it. So my four is not for the movie itself as much as it is just for like the dubbed version, which I think is still good for yeah. this movie to take me out of it that much and for me to still be like, a four, that's really good. Yeah. If I watch the other one, it's probably a five. Um... But specifically, since this is the one that people will have access to the most, if you're going to watch this one, I say just a four. Yeah. I think be aware yeah. that, like, parts of it are just so, I don't know. Yeah. It just really kind of messes it up for you. Yeah. I think you're missing a lot of the actual emotions that the actors are going to yeah. feel. So, a four for this version. You're rating the movie that we watched, and I'm rating the movie that I hope exists. <laughs> exactly. So, like, listen, it's still going to be the same rating, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I watch the other one, I really think that it would be a five, because this movie is incredible. The sound design, like we talked about, the silhouettes, everything is great. Yeah. Everything is justified. Yes. Everything has a reason. It's great. I just think that the dubbing was so rough it's to listen service. to, and I think that they filmed it with them not knowing for a reason. We should be able to feel that, but yeah. I don't get to because instead I have to listen to someone basically reading a script. Yeah. Little rough. So part of me wonders how fast they had to do that too to oh like God. release it. And I'm curious. I'm just yeah. curious how much work was put into the dubbing. Is it is it as much as it deserved? I don't think so. But I'm also like, why can't we get the original? Why? I wanted to pay for it. I said, I was like, I will buy it. But I was like, let me pay I for it. I had to pay for this. I had mad. to pay to rent, and like when I was writing my notes, I was rewatching certain scenes to make sure I was like accurately yeah. capturing it, and I only had two hours left on my copy it, because I rented it's it. It's infuriating. Like yeah. I just, oh, I had to pay for the version that I didn't even want because I can't get the one that I should be able yep. to watch. I don't know, frustrating. But it's like take my money. I want to give right? it to you. Still a four. Yeah. Still four head chomps. Yeah. Uh, skull chomps. Sorry. Yeah. I, I still think it's a great movie. Like, if yeah. you're going to watch this version, you're still going to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm just saying be prepared be for some prepared. some little rough acting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's still... So that's nine total yeah. skull chomps. That's, that's pretty that's good. That's almost the whole skull. That's I've heard. Almost. I mean, I don't know how many chomps it actually takes. A few but more. I, I think that nine is, like, almost Almost the all the way. Yeah. It's like, nom, nom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds satisfying. <laughs> it does. Like a Lindor truffle, you know? Hard chocolate on the yeah. outside, that gooey in the middle. Mm, those mm. are good. Or like when it has the um, like almond bits in I it. I might just be hungry. Yeah. That's <laughs> the problem. I, don't, I, I just think <laughs> we talked about eating something and yeah. I went, oh, mm, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, cannibal. <clears throat> I'm not! That wraps up. Not! <laughs> I think they doth protest too much. <laughs> I'm not gonna protest. I don't. I won't. <laughs> okay. I won't doth. I I won't doth. I won't. <laughs> that wraps up our discussion of Wreck, mm -hmm. uh, the dubbed version. So if you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find our show. You can also rate and review anywhere, yeah. but Apple Podcasts is like the one for some reason. For some reason, <laughs> don't know why. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Cool With It. And every week we'll post the movie for the week, usually on Wednesday. Usually on Wednesday. Sometimes, sometimes on like, a, you know, Thursday. spicy Thursday. 
sometimes. <laughs> then we have like our no context quote, mm-hmm. uh, etc. You can also check out our extended show notes on our website, justgoalwithitpod.com, or maybe even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justgoalwithit. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Meg, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, and Brian. Woo! I saw the little shoulders. I was, like, don't I was look, doing Kate, it don't as look. small as possible. Yep. <laughs> I have to do it, okay? <laughs> Sorry. This is also Patreon pick. We mentioned it earlier, but patron pick. Yes. Genuinely, guys, thank you. This is a great movie. They've only picked bangers, except for the time you picked Mothman, Mothman Prophecies, yeah. and I'll never forgive you, but other yeah. than that, yeah. bangers, only bangers. Only bangers in the um, building. Only bangers in the building. Um, but no, genuinely, this movie was great. I I cannot wait to see the original. Oh, it yeah. just makes me want to watch it more. So yeah. like, I have a choice. Bought a DVD in like a decade. I, I will fucking buy this. Buy this. <laughs> I will try to stop me. We, you try and stop me. But no, genuinely, yeah. thank you, patrons. Thank yeah, you it's patrons. great. This movie is is really good, and it is. I enjoyed it a lot. And um, if you want to become a patron, you should, because we're playing, uh, we do horror streams, and we're playing Alien Isolation right now. And it's going really well. And I'm terrified. <laughs> I am, I'm not usually scared of games. I'm usually the one that's like, mm, whatever, but I scream. Yeah. Ooh. And it was very, like, I, I also screamed, obviously, but it was very gratifying to be like, oh, it's not just me this time. I was not doing well. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> sometimes it wasn't even an alien or a person sometimes it was just i turned too fast and i was like no nah! <laughs> i don't like the aliens the memory about me. being unable to find pants <laughs> at the very beginning i really couldn't find pants so basically yeah patrons we do cool stuff mm-hmm. and you got to choose this movie so yes. super cool we love you patrons yeah the intro and outro music was created by anthony Rocazella. the cover art it's by our very own nikki solomon that's me and guess who has a way to end the episode I literally wanted to bring this up the minute you said it, but I was like, save it for the end. It'll be a fun way to end. I'm only going to say this so I have a reason for you to put it on the website with our memes. Oh, fuck. My favorite meme of all time (laughs) is the one that I think is from the Joker. (laughs) And it says, you're laughing? The Rugrats are stuck in Paris and you're (laughs) laughing? (laughs) I love that meme. Every time I read it, I lose my mind. So when you were like, oh, Rugrats in Paris, I was like, the bear, the meme, I have to say it. The Rugrats from the meme? <laughs> I wanted to say it so bad, but I was like, say it. I was like, it's not the time. So it's, yeah, that's Rugrats how we're, will that's come it. They, this was my Rugrats moment. I finally got to have it. Thanks, everybody. Round of applause for me. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>